Well, hello. Today we are talking about the Secret Service Advantage and Secret Service Surprises, and I've got 20 of them that I'm going to share with you. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. I'm looking out of my window at the moment and there's about a foot of snow in my garden and it's been darn cold. I mean, really, really cold. In fact, this morning it was around about 29 degrees when I got up and put the dogs out and it was so mild. I mean, 29 degrees, and I was saying it was mild. So I am back to being acclimatised because it's been a darn sight colder than that over the past uh, few days since we've been home. Anyway, we're only here for six weeks, and then we'll be back down, in fact, going down to Texas to Concan, which is about an hour and a half west of San Antonio. And we'll be going down there to spend the months of February and March, which is super exciting just to get back to uh, to, to, to some warm weather. But it is going to be nice. Um, we, we know we are guaranteed a white Christmas this year. There will be snow in my yard. And I've got Mike's kids here for Christmas. So we will be tobogganing down my hill and hopefully going ice skating and maybe doing some cross-country skiing and all the good stuff. And I'm just going to compact this all into the short four to six weeks that I'm home before I head off to the sunshine again. And Texas, please bring me sunshine and some warmth. I know that, you know, my business partner, Jason Beaton, lives in Texas and tells me that it's not always sunshine and warmth in the winter and Texas can get pretty chilly. I do know that, but you're not, I'm not going to be shoveling it. I'm not going to be shoveling snow for February and March. So anyway, so that's me home. It's, uh, it's really quite nice. If you were around for Black Friday and you had a chance perhaps to listen in to the video collection, the training videos that we did for our Black Friday special, there was one called The Secret Service Advantage. And I want you to hang around to the end of this episode because for those of you who didn't get a chance to watch that, you will be able to download it for free after you've listened to this episode because I'm not telling you how to do it until we get to the end. Uh, Because when I was recording The Secret Service Advantage, it got me really motivated and it got me thinking about all the different surprises that we can give our guests that wow them, that make them feel special. And we can do this at often no cost, very often low cost. And occasionally we might spend a little, but on something that is going to last for, you know, last over many, many guests, not just one guest. So I wanted to talk about, and I think I've got 20 of these secret service surprises that you can do for your guests 
that are no cost, low cost, or very little cost. And I'm going to to go through these, and I've I've separated them out into five different categories. We're going to talk about food. I should never do these podcasts. I should never never record when I'm hungry because you know I've got food on my mind. And I'm going to be talking about food. So if I disappear halfway through, then I'm just off for a snack, folks. So five categories, food, pets, children, special occasions, and what shall we do today? Because we can create surprises based on information that our guests have given us. And we can create these surprises at, at any point, really, in the vacation journey from, from the time they think about booking to after they've left. But these surprises are ones that you can actually do at the property. So you may have heard me mention John DeJulius before. He is the author of The Customer Service Revolution. He spoke at a VRMA conference a number of years ago. And really, I was so inspired from his presentation that I have read his book over and over again. I recommend it to absolutely everybody. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But he talks in there about secret service and how we can create these surprises for guests that make them feel as though you've put a lot of work into it and you've really thought about them. And that makes them wonder, how do how did you know this? And a lot of this stems from an experience that Mike and Andrea had years ago when they, they went out to the Far East. They went on a backpacking trip and they'd been out for, for about six weeks staying in hostels. And it was coming up on Andrea's birthday, so they decided to stay at a hotel and they stayed at a Hilton in Phuket. And they, they just stayed... Probably two nights. So, so the first night was the night of Andrea's birthday and they'd arrived. And they'd gone up to the hotel room. They were getting ready to go out to dinner and there was a knock on the door. And they open the door and there is a member of staff and she's holding a birthday cake, small birthday cake, with a card, a birthday card, which Andrea opened and it's happy birthday from the staff at the Hilton. And we hope you enjoy this cake. And they, that was a real wow moment. You know, how did they know? How, I, we didn't tell anybody it was Andrea's birthday. What had happened, of course, was, and they they figured this out fairly quickly, was that they'd handed over their passports when they checked in. And their passports were photocopied and given back to them. Somebody in the hotel staff had clued in that it was Andrea's birthday on that date. Hence, the knock on the door and the birthday cake and the birthday card. That's what we're talking about with these secret service surprises. Secret service being the information that you can collect from your guests in one way or another that enables you to create something that is very specific to them. So we can learn a lot of this from information we get from our guests in inquiries and message threads and phone calls that we make. And a really good use of questioning when you're on a call can elicit all sorts of details on what they like to do on vacation, who's in their group, you know, is it a family, is it a special occasion? We can ask questions. What does your dream vacation look like? You know, why is it that you chose my place? What stood out for you? Every piece of information that you can collect from them gives you the data that you can use to create a surprise that wows your guests. And this often costs very little or nothing at all. If you're a listener to the podcast, you might remember Tayan Singh in episode 256. 
talking about how we can get on our guest wavelengths by understanding the theory of love languages. You know, in that discussion, we learned that just giving a gift of a bottle of wine or snacks might not excite everyone. In fact, somebody said recently, she said, I, you know, I, we always leave a bottle of wine and hardly anybody ever says thank you or e- ever mentions it. And the fact is, is that in love languages, receiving gifts is, is one of those love languages. And when Tyann did a poll of a lot of owners and said, if you were a guest, how would your love, what would your love language look like? And receiving gifts was the lowest love language. In that, I mean, there were fewer people who had receiving gifts as their primary love language than any other of the languages. So while giving a gift, like a bottle of wine or some snacks or something, is going to make a few people happy, it's not going to excite everybody. So in order to satisfy all your guests, you've got to touch on every single one of the love languages at some point in the vacation journey. Now, we did cover off that in episode 256, but it's often, I mean, you don't, you don't have to get your guests to fill in a questionnaire to find out what their love language is. You can often determine that from the things they say to you and the questions that you ask them in your communication. So from there, it's just a simple step to creating surprise that will cause them to remember you, that will cause them to share your excellence with their friends and take the photographs, do the Instagram stuff and to write a stellar review, of course. So I'm going to give you 20 suggestions. These are all tried and trusted. They've either been experienced by myself or other people that I know who've shared their experiences with me when they've stayed at a vacation rental, or they're things that we've actually done in our own business to wow our guests. And every single one of them works. Every single one of them has had a response from the guests, whether it's written in a review or whether whether they've they've personally contacted us. But often you hear this word, wow, I can't believe the owner did this. And quite amazing how little these things cost. I want to just go back to the, and I can't remember what episode it is. I will put a link to it in the show notes anyway, but it's the uh, one I did with Sally Mitchell. And we talked about, you know, are we creating impossibly spoiled guests by doing all these mega things? And then somebody, somebody writes about, about it in a review and then every other guest after that expects it. So we've got to keep that in mind. But so many of these, these things are things that you would do for every guest anyway. And it's just being creative and thinking about what your guests might want that makes this huge difference. So I'm going to rattle through these fairly, fairly quickly. And so you can make notes. You can, I have a not, I have not actually put them all in the show notes. I'm going to create a PDF that you will be able to download. Once again, you have to go to the show notes to do that. Uh, a PDF that you'll be able to download that lists all of these things. It's fairly simple because I've just thought about it that I'm going to do this and I'm just going to rattle off a list. So it won't be graphically beautiful, but it will be functional for you. So let's kick off with food. And I had a lovely conversation with Amy Hynote from VRM Intel when I went out, uh, spent half a day with Amy when I was down in Alabama. And she was talking about the trip 
she made to the Cotswolds in the UK back in uh, November, about last month. And she was telling me about this, uh, this beautiful cottage she'd stayed in and mentioning to the owner at some point, and she sort of said she remembers mentioning something about a true English breakfast. Whether she said, I don't know where to go and get one or what makes up a true English breakfast. But anyway, the first morning of their stay, the owner, there was a knock on the door and it was the owner there with a hamper. And in that hamper was eggs and bacon and sausage and black pudding, disgusting stuff, bread and everything, everything she needed to make a full English breakfast. So, you know, short of it being delivered on a plate all hot and steamy, it was still, it was a pretty darn good surprise. And so much so that Amy has a a big, she has a reach. She has a, a lot of, a large following. And Amy posted all sorts of things about this place on her Facebook page. She shared this to all her fans that's what this is all about, folks. You do something that, that you know, she, she may not have used the eggs and the bacon and the mushrooms and the black pudding and made breakfast. You know, maybe she thought, well, oh, I really don't want to do this. I want to go out for breakfast. But the simple gesture was made. And we were sort of talking about it saying, well, we we'll wonder how much that costs. And I said, well, probably, you know, eight, eight pounds or so. Um, and not a huge amount to actually get that marketing oomph that the owner got from that gesture. I'll give you another example. And I'm going to come back to talk about food because uh, I know I know there's going to be people out there listening to this who say, oh, I can't do this. I can't give food because it, uh, it contravenes hygiene regulations. And I understand that. I'll come back to that in a sec. But there are certain places, and UK is one of them, where, where really you can do this. You can do this stuff. And I remember staying a number of years ago in the Peak District in Derbyshire. Absolutely gorgeous. If you ever get the chance to go to UK, that's the place to go to do walking. And we were staying in this tiny, tiny little cottage. It was adorable next door to a pub. But I had mentioned when I was in conversation with the owner before we stayed, or it's communicate, maybe email communication, I said that I was you know, one thing I wanted when I went back to UK was a real cream tea. And a cream tea consists of really basic scones, which are like sweet biscuits um, with cream and strawberry jam. So anyway, we arrive at this cottage and on the table is this beautiful cake. I mean, it was, it was you know, in a, on, a, on a cake stand and it was all covered up. So it was very hygienic. But this cake was, was there. And then I opened the fridge and there was a bowl of cream, clotted cream, and a dish of strawberries. And I was absolutely blown away by this. Yeah, I'm sort of speechless. I was speechless. And then the following morning, there was a knock on the door about nine o'clock. And we went to the door. Nobody was there. But in a bag that was hanging on the door was a bag of um, freshly baked scones. So we got everything. We got the strawberries, the strawberry jam, the cake, the scones, the cream. Never, I have never, ever forgotten that. And told everybody about it. Some time ago, this was my own cottage, I had a message from a guest asking about 
gluten-free restaurants in our area and like are you kidding me this is cottage country ontario you'd be i mean you wouldn't get a mcdonald's up here you know, canadian it, it well thinking canadian cuisine it's anything in a bun sausage in a bun chicken in a bun burger in a bun fish in a bun gluten-free doesn't really exist having said that 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 was a number of years ago and and things have changed things have changed and there's there's some more in, there's some independent restaurants popping up here and there uh in in certain places and i'm sure you probably find a gluten-free menu somewhere but i had this question i had to go back and say you know i really can't help you on this one i do not know of any gluten-free restaurants but i will try and find out but i was gluten-free i'm relatively gluten-free in my diet and i used to make these these date bars date and walnut bars which were gluten-free so i thought well i'll go ahead and make a plateful and i'll take it down to them a little made it made it look nice on a tray and made up a little card that says sorry no gluten-free restaurants in the area but here's some gluten-free snacks for you and they were on the phone within five minutes of arriving to tell us how amazing it was that we had provided these gluten-free date bars. They were just, and, and the lady said, how, however did you know? And I said, well, you asked a question about gluten-free restaurants. So I'm assuming that somebody in your group is gluten-free and yeah, they were just uh, bowled over. Uh, other ways of making you know, f- food heaven for people is, is if your area is renowned for any particular culinary type of goodies. I know Tyanne Marsink in Missouri, her property in Missouri, she buys the, uh, and I'm sorry, Tyanne, I can't exactly remember what they're called, but they are sort of toffee covered apples and they come from a local supplier and she provides those for her guests. So, Food stuff is great. It appeals to people's taste, which is one of our senses, of course. And if we can appeal to every sense on to, to when our guests walk in the door, then our guests are just going to love us. So let's just go back to the issue of hygiene regulations. I know in some places that providing fresh food contravenes certain regulations. So you've got to make, you've got to check out what's possible and what is is not and i know that for it's not as easy for property managers with numerous properties to do this very very personalized style of surprise but we do it you know we don't do it for every single we've got 180 properties we don't do it for every single one of our guests but if we see something in communication that makes us prick up our ears and go, oh, yes, we could do that. You know, we've had people from UK saying, I can't wait to taste the real maple syrup. So we've made sure there is some local maple syrup for them. Those little things, you know, it doesn't have to be big and it doesn't have to be global to do it for everybody. Just picking, picking up on the cues that are given in communications can really pay dividends. So let's get away from food. Let's move on to pets. As I'm sitting here with my foot on my very old, my 13-year-old dog, and she has a heated pet bed, which she loves very much. And I know that owners who have old dogs, 
we are all, we're sort of counting the days. And I hate to say this, but when your dogs get to 13, 14 and beyond, you want to make their life as wonderful as as possible. And, you know, you go on vacation and you're often thinking, well, this could be the last time. And I know that sounds morbid, but you know, I, I do that when we go down to our, on our road trips and I'm sort of thinking that at the moment. And I want to make every, every trip count and make it very special. So I've suggested to our owners that if they are pet friendly, if they've got a pet friendly property, that they invest in a heated pet bed. And what, you know, it's just a, it's just a heated blanket, really. And the owner can come in with their dog and they can put their normal pet bed over the top of it and the heat will come through. That goes down just so well with pet owners. Another one is a high-rise dog bowl stand. You know, for, for a, a taller dog, a bigger dog, I've got a black lab, and yeah, a little bit of arthritis and she doesn't want to bend down so much to eat food. So just raising the dog bowls off the ground and you can buy these stands for like $20. And, but it's just that little extra that dog lovers will love you for. And of course, you get that information because you ask them how old their dog is. It's simple. So we're, all our properties are on waterfront. And we often hear that, you know, my dog loves to swim. You know, I've got a Portuguese water dog, can't keep him out of the water. So we ask our owners to supply piles of old towels. I mean, this works in several ways. It's great for the uh, pet owner because they don't have to worry so much about wet dogs coming into the house. And it's great for the homeowner because of the same thing. So this is a real no cost, but it has a huge return because we've heard this from pet owners who said, well, this was amazing. All that, all those old towels, and I didn't have to worry. You know, we could really dry off the dog before before she came in, and and then we just put the towels on the floor, and she would lie on them. Wonderful, win win, love it. People like this stuff. We had another request from a guest saying that they wanted to to bring their dog, um, and she let us know. She said we never, we will never leave the dog behind because she's on regular meds. So she has to have meds every two to three hours. So we never go out without her. So what we made sure, because now we know that she, we have a dog here who has some form of illness that requires meds. So we just put the information on the nearest 24-hour vet clinic uh, on a laminated sheet and just posted it on the side of the fridge. And we also emailed the guest and said, you know, we hope you are, you and your pet are going to have a fabulous time. Oh, and just in case you have any need for a vet, here's the information on the 24-hour vet clinic. And, and we got an immediate response saying, I can't believe that you would think of that for us. And it's just the little things, once again, completely no cost, but it shows that you're thinking in real hospitality terms. You understand the needs of your guests. And something else is a list of dog parks in the area. I always find that our pet owners are some of the best guests we ever, ever have. Uh, we don't charge any pet fee. It's, it's actually added into the rental rate. And we find that that in itself just pulls in far more respect from our dog owners than charging them an extra fee, charging them $25 per pet, which almost gives them 
the carte blanche to to leave a bit more of a mess because they think they've already paid for extra cleaning. And we've been doing this for 17 years and 70% of our properties are pet friendly. And we have had a handful of dog issues or pet issues in all those years. And very, very rarely do we hear any instances of excessive cleaning due to pets. So that's just, just something else. There's something else. We've, we've had guests say, I can't, you know, you, you don't charge a pet fee. We really appreciate that. As I say, it's built in to the rental rate. So just on the topic of pets, if you do accept pets, then please not just accept and tolerate them, but fully welcome the pets because those pets are part of that owner's family. 65% of households in the US have a pet. Just have a think around that number. So if you live in a drive-to area, then there's a good chance that the people coming to your place or coming to your area are going to bring a pet. And if, you, if you're in a very competitive area, then it might be worthwhile thinking about being more pet friendly. I will happily talk to anybody who wants to talk to me about being pet friendly and how we would far prefer to have pets than kids in our properties because they do make much less of a mess. Never heard of a pet eating Cheetos on the sofa or using Crayola on the walls. I mean, if you have, then I'm sure there's a a YouTube video you could make out out there. Uh, Let's move on to children then. You can hear so much in the communication from your guests about their kids. They want to talk about their kids. They want to talk about their dreams for taking their kids on vacation and making it super special for them. And we often hear that, uh, because as I say, all our properties are on water, that my husband wants to teach our kids how to fish. So what sort of fish are they going to catch? That is super useful information because it allows us to suggest to our owners that they supply some children's fishing equipment. Now, there is a caveat to that because it is you know, fishing equipment is notoriously easy to jumble up. And, you know, you supply fishing rods and then you come back to find that the lines are all over the place and everything is snarled and tangled. So you could supply some fishing rods. Alternatively, you simply supply information to them before they go about fishing licenses and where they have to go and information on the best places to catch fish and what type of fish that the children are likely to catch and letting them know what sort of bait to use because often the dads that are teaching the children to fish have no clue how to do it themselves. So, you know, just giving that information is is a real bonus for a parent. We have some owners who provide bait and we will check with the, the guests, say, you know, is it all right to have a pot of worms in the fridge when you arrive? Because we, we you know, we can ask that question. Would you like us to get some bait in? And that means when they arrive the first evening, they can get out on the water and the kids can be fishing. And, and I love that idea. So, so if that means getting the caretaker to go to the garage on the way in, the gas station on the way in and pick up some worms, because all our gas stations sell worms, of course, then that's really, really worthwhile. And that, uh, if you think about it, that is giving that family 
something to to do that's going to excite the kids on their very first evening at the property. You know, within half an hour of arriving, they can be out on the water, out in the dock fishing. Here's another one that we have not implemented this one, but it's one I really want to encourage our owners to do. And what we're probably going to do is supply the uh, clues for outdoor treasure hunts. So we supply the clues, they can be laminated and the clues can go around the outside of of the property, maybe under a rock or in the crevice of a tree. So it's a treasure hunt for kids. I've got the URLs for a couple of sites which supply all the information on how to create a treasure hunt. One is an outdoor one, one's an indoor one. So I'm going to put those websites, the links to those websites in the show notes. Please go there because one of them, the Outdoor Treasure Hunt, has a list of 30 really good clues. So you put the clues all around and then you have, you've got to have some treasure at the end. Now, this is where, you know, you're going to get into a little bit of cost because you've got to supply the treasure. But really, if it's a little sort of treasure box and inside there's a few dollar store items, you know, maybe even just a Frisbee or a ball or something like that, something relatively inexpensive and making the uh, making the treasure hunt tough enough so that it's going to take them a little while to find if you've got a big enough outdoor property, of course. You can also do that indoors. But I love this idea. It's something that we're going to encourage some of our owners to do this year. In your welcome pack, include a list of things to do on a rainy day. Quite often we get asked in communication, you know, what, what can we do if the weather's not good? So that gives us that gives us the information or the data that, you know, this this family is concerned about what how they're going to entertain their kids on a rainy day. So we include there's a couple of books you can buy. You can buy books on Amazon which give all sorts of ideas of what to do indoors on a rainy day. And then we also provide a list of places that they can go, you know, whether it's indoor activity style places in the area. Then also think of providing, and this I did this in one of my properties years ago, a set of those plastic drawers. You can get them in Home Depot, you know, the um, in, in the storage area. And it's just sort of four plastic drawers. Fill them with paper, uh, crayons and craft kits, you know, the safety scissors, whatever. I'm sure somebody's going to come back and say, oh no, you should never put safety scissors in a, in a vacation rental. But I did. We found that was really uh, welcomed by guests. Um, other things, it could be you know, sets of baking dishes and so, so that kids can make cookies and things when, when the weather's bad. So there's a ton of stuff that you could do as, a, as surprises for families with kids. Just get creative and just think, you know, we've got a family arriving. Are they going to go? You want them to go, wow, this is amazing. They really thought of us. So uh, I'll, I'll be keen to hear your ideas as well. So my fourth category is special occasions. This is one where you can really go to town. You can spend if you wish. And you will get the payback because when people are coming to your property for a special occasion, they're going to remember it. It's going to be memorable. So you want to make it even more so. So particularly wedding anniversaries, birthdays. So for a wedding anniversary, say you could leave a card. Card is handwritten card is always very, very nice. And maybe you have a voucher for 
a dessert at a local restaurant. We did this with one couple. They did ask about where the best restaurant was to go for, for a meal, for a celebratory meal. We made the reservation for them and then we got a voucher from the restaurant for two desserts. And that was $16, I think. And that was just super welcomed by them. They absolutely loved that. So if you do couples getaways, the sort of romantic stuff, it's simple enough to buy one of those, you know, heart-shaped wicker baskets and just put some chocolates in it. Or you can get the little heart-shaped wicker accents and... I'll include a photo in the show notes of this. It's actually in the video um, of the Secret Service Advantage. And, you know, on the bed, you just lay out the towels, if you put your towels on the beds, and then this little heart. And that is just a nice little accent when they arrive. They know that you've thought about them. You know that you've thought that they're coming for this romantic getaway. And I want to tell you a story about, I mean, we've had a number of proposals so I want to just tell you a story about a couple who, or it was it was the guy actually, who contacted us and he was looking for a specific cottage, something very, very special. He wanted it romantic because he was going to propose to his girlfriend and it was in the middle of winter. So we suggested, because the property we suggested to him was on a lake that we knew was going to be very, very well frozen. It was in February. It was very frozen lake. And we suggested that he might consider doing the proposal on the lake in the moonlight. And and that's exactly what he did. He was able to take his his girlfriend for a walk on the lake. Fortunately it was a moonlit night and and it I, I know I've I've been on a lake on a moonlit night and it is there is nothing like it. And he did his proposal there. He went down on one knee in the light of the moon, of the full moon on this frozen lake and made his proposal. And then they have come back for, they, they came back for the next three years, in fact, for their wedding anniversary. So it's quite a nice idea if you get something from somebody saying, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to take my, my wife, my husband, whatever, on a romantic break is to give them some suggestions on where they should go, whether it's a moonlit lake walk, as this one was. Perhaps let them know if you know of a secluded beach or somewhere where they can walk, where they get the best view, you know, a vista, an overlook, something like that. And, and maybe let them know of the most romantic restaurant in the area that you know. It's just getting on their wavelength. This is what this person is looking to create, and you are just helping them to do that. So my last category is, what shall we do today? And if you can help your guests out with activities and things, they don't have to think about what they're going to do. It's all laid out for them. They are going to be exceptionally happy with you. So I I remember years ago going to Maui, with Mike and Andrea, and we bought a book called Maui Revealed, which is a very popular book um, on the island. And it's written, it's written obviously by a local. I mean, it's not a Fodor's or, you know, it's, it's not the, the standard 
tourist book. This is a very specific local-oriented book that has all sorts of little things that only the locals know. And I've never forgotten the driving tour from where we were staying. It was called The Road to Hannah. And listed along there were things like, you know, you need to stop at this roadside booth for the best banana bread on the island, which we did. And you need to stop here for the best coconut ice cream ever. And we did. And we followed this route and we stopped at tiny little roadside booths and we visited artisan stores that you would not just not know about because they weren't in the main tourist guides. So think about creating a driving tour that showcases the places of in, best places of interest, the best places to stop. For us here in Ontario, it's where to get the best butter tarts, which is a delicacy in this neck of the woods. So give them some day trip ideas. Supply, I mean, we, we, had, a, we had a guest asking, a, they said that they really liked the idea of going somewhere for a picnic and where we where they should go. So we, we provided them with a list of, of great picnic spots, but we also provide a coal box. And inside that coal box, they'll find paper plates, ice packs, plastic storage boxes, sandwich bags. And then we have an outdoor blanket and folding chairs. So it's like a, a picnic pack up that, uh, that they can take with them. So I know many people do supply cold boxes, but think about just going that extra mile and just making sure that, that you give them everything else they need to have a perfect picnic. So you can also supply vouchers for discounted tours and rentals. Go and talk to your local tour suppliers and see if they will give you some discount vouchers. You know, you've got to be a bit of a salesperson there. You've got to say, you know, I'm, I'm going to be promoting your business. So would you like to give me some discount vouchers that I can pass on to, uh, on to my guests? And that is a really nice surprise for your guests, particularly, particularly if you are recommending these tours and rentals, etc. So in answer to questions about, that you will often get asked about where can we go to avoid the crowds, then you provide a list. Once again, completely no cost. You provide the list of where they can go to avoid the crowds, places off the beaten path, for exa- and, and local knowledge. We went to Exuma years ago and there was just you know, the one big, bigger grocery store in Georgetown. And, you know, we had to drive to get there. We're not going into town every day. So it was very, very helpful to know that the boat arrived from Nassau on a Tuesday and the grocery store would be stocked with fresh vegetables by Tuesday afternoon. So if we hadn't known that, we'd have gone on a Monday perhaps. And and I have to say, Mondays in that grocery store, you could smell the old vegetables as you walked in. So it was so useful to have that information. And then, of course, you know, again, no cost, the guides, the local guides that you can provide, the guide to the best hiking trails, you know, just the ones that the locals know about. You will often get asked questions about, you know, where can we hike? Where can we bike? So these people who've asked those questions really want that information. So make sure you provide it. So they're going to be happy. And then everybody else who sees this information is, is going to be happy too. 
We do a great one, which is a guide to a winter break, seven best things to do in the snow. Because we get many, many people coming out of the city, coming out to cottage country in the winter. They arrive and they have no clue as to, you know, what do we do now? Where do we go to perhaps rent a snowmobile and then find that you can't just do it on the fly, you had, you should have rented it, or you should have booked it weeks ago. Where do we go and rent some snow? We'd love to go snowshoeing. Where do we find snowshoes? Where can we go cross-country skiing? So we supply this guide, seven best things to do in the snow. It covers ice fishing, outdoor skating, snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, walking on water, which is the, the moonlit ice walk, renting a snowmobile, and of course, camp, having a campfire in the snow and letting them know how to how to light a campfire in the middle of winter when everything's so wet. And that simple guide has proved so popular with people that I know it has been shared on numerous occasions because we've had guests come to us to book a winter break because they have seen, their friends have shared our guide to a winter break. So that's it. I don't know if there was 20 or not. I think there was 20. Um, I'm not really counting, but I hope I've been able to share with you some creative ideas and I've really motivated you, inspired you to think about how you can create a secret service surprise for your guests. And please let me know, please come to the show notes. You need to come to the show notes so you can download for free the video, The Secret Service Advantage. This was part of the Black Friday giveaway that we did. And then all our videos then went on to the uh, Vacation Rental Formula membership site. So all our members actually get to, get to see all five, six videos that were in there. But I would like to give you access to the Secret Service Advantage, which talks about this whole you know, theory of collecting data from your guests, how you do it, what questions to ask, and where else you can find information on what your guests are looking for. So you'll have to head over to the show notes at vacationrentalformula.com. Um, so if you go to vacationrentalformula.com and just click on the top bar where it says podcasts, that will take you to the latest podcast, which is this one. And unless you're listening in a while, unless you're listening after it's been published and you just want to go to uh, episode 315, 315, and uh, you can go and find that uh, that video download. And there's also... I will also include that list, the PDF of, um, of all these suggestions that I have made here. Hopefully you have found this um, useful, interesting, and you will apply some of this stuff to your business. So let me know what you're using or let me know, as I say, let me know and write it in the show notes if there is, if you have your own secret service surprises. So what we're looking for here is something that you've done that's special for your guests, that was a su surprise for your guests, and it's based on information that they gave you. 
So going back to what I was saying at the beginning, you know, Mike and Andrea and their trip to Phuket and the surprise at the Hilton of the birthday cake and the birthday card, which was based on the information that the hotel reception staff took off their passports. So if you've got any examples of this, we'd love to hear from you. So that's it from me for another week. Leading up to Christmas now, I've got some really good stuff coming. Can't wait to get into the new year. There's a there's a surprise coming over the next couple of weeks I will be sharing with you. And just to give a little, little hint that it's another podcast or rather another day. Just to give you a bit of a hint, we're thinking about a second episode in the week. So you're going to get two episodes in the week, but this one will be specifically for property managers. So more of that to come. So for now, thanks a lot for listening. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.